thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. We, uh, we're going to kick off a new series uh, starting this morning. And I have to be honest with you, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff today, but I'm not going to answer squat today. <laughs> I am going to wet your palate. I'm going to tease you with questions. I'm going to set you up, and then I'm going to dismiss you, okay? And that's okay, because over the next two, three, four, six, seven weeks, we're going to begin to unpack a phrase that, that has just resonated with me, and that is, in it, but not of it. I, uh, you guys know that... Um, I love to do a series in the fall because everybody kind of gets back in the groove and stuff like that. And so for about a month or two, I was praying and seeking the Lord and just going through some stuff that I had and looking at other stuff and going to stuff I've never used and going to stuff I have used, and I never got a piece. And so I'm sitting in Calico County one morning about 6.45, 6.50, a couple of guys in the restaurants waiting on Paxton to get there, and they had Fox News on TV. And I was watching that. And I said, God, how are we supposed to be in it but not of it? What in the world does that look like anymore? I mean, if you take the Bible and God creates the world and he creates man and by chapter 3 we fall. And you go all the way over to Revelation and you see, I see a new heaven and a new earth. I just want you to picture something. Genesis 3, end of Revelation, and a thousand pages. And the whole thing is God's trying to reconcile us to him. That's, that's, what, the, that's, what, the, that's what it all is. So he makes this world. He creates this world. He creates us. Because he wants to hang out with us. He loves us. And so he's trying to communicate to us. He's trying to speak to us. And we're fumbling. And he sends his son, the atoning sacrifice, the perfect lamb, to die in our place, to take our sins and die on Calvary's hill on a cross. So that he, through Jesus, might have a personal, intimate relationship with us. That one day when we leave this dirt ball, there's a, there's a home in heaven that he's created in his word. And he says, when I go there to prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you unto myself. So here he is. We're, we're on this earth. We've, we've been born again. If, if you're sitting in this room today and you've, you've come to the realization, realization that Jesus Christ was your sacrifice, he died in your place, that your sins had sunk you, but he took your sins and he died for you so that he might have a relationship with you so you would never have to die, but you just like Christ to be resurrected when you die, to be absent of the body, to be present with the Lord. And so here we're left to pay bills to sit through long lights, to be cut off on culture, to be shot the bird on I-40, whatever the case, to pick the wrong line at Walmart, to get that cashier every time, even when you're not trying to, 
she changes shifts with the girl that, that you really wanted. And she had to go to lunch. And you're like, oh, my God. I didn't want to get her again. But you got her. And all this stuff in life and work and deadlines and, and, and people and all the stuff that life brings and all the questions and all the things. And we're left here on this earth. And Jesus says, you're in it. But remember, child, I love you. You're not of it. And you're hungering. What? What does that mean? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to behave, act? What are my words supposed to be? What am I supposed to do in that situation? When I see that, what does that mean? What are you trying to say? Am I the only crazy rascal that is in that world today? I'm looking at stuff going, man, what is the believer, the bought, redeemed, child of the king, child of the risen God, what does that look like today? What does that look like today? Listen to this definition. Worldliness is what any particular culture does to make sin look normal and righteousness look strange. Man, is that not, I mean, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Right is now wrong, and wrong is now right. I mean, just do whatever you want to do. It's your life. If it feels good, do it. And, and, and we're in this world, and we're set apart, and we're supposed to be the light, and we're supposed to be the salt. What does that look like as a junior student at Bushland High School? What does that look like a freshman student at San Jacinto Christian Academy? What does that look like for you that work at Bell? What does that look like for you that work in the marketplace? What is, what is that today? Look at all the scriptures. For God so loved the world. He loved the world. In this world you will have trouble. My kingdom is not of this world. The wisdom of this world is foolishness. You have all this stuff. And in the midst of this, here we are walking in it. I want you to go to your Bible. Go to John chapter 3. And again, I, I'm not going to bring anything to conclusion today. I'm not going to tie a bow today on anything. We're going to leave everything undone when we walk out of here for a reason. Go to your Bible, John chapter 3. For God, look at verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he did not believe in the name of God, the one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. 
But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that by it may be so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. God so loved the world. But you just said we're supposed to be in it but not of it. Yes. But he loves the world. And he sent his son to redeem the world, to rescue the world, to save the world through Jesus. That the world, the people of the world, his creation, would not have to die, but have eternal life. So here's questions that have just come to my mind. In it, not of it. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that look like? What does that look like? How do you do it? Do we see it today? You see it today? Can you recognize it today? Can I do it today? Why should I do it today? Does it make a difference if I'm not of it, but I'm in it? Or if I'm in it, but I'm not of it? Does it matter today? You see, these are questions that people are asking, but they're not asking out loud. These are questions that keep us up, but we don't know what to do with it. How do you, as a born-again child of God, who has been redeemed by Jesus, has been saved by Jesus, who has been filled with the Holy Spirit of God, live in a world, but not be of that world? Let me ask you a question. How does the believer today, who has been bought by the blood of the Lamb, how does the believer today forgive different than the world forgives? Should the believer forgive differently than the world forgives? The world doesn't forgive. The world holds grudges, wants to get even, and retaliates. But the child of God is taught and commanded to forgive because why? Because you've been forgiven. So you're in that world and you're called to forgive. How do you do that? Let me ask you this. How does the born again child of king who's filled with the Holy Spirit of God, whose home is in heaven but lives in this world, love people? How do they do that? How do you love people that don't act like you, smell like you, look like you, dress like you, and agree with you. How do you love them? Look at this world today. It's, it's by definition messed up. Would you agree? It's, it's a mess. But in the midst of all this mess is light. It's, there's light. But here's the question. On Sunday morning, when we walk into the house of the Lord, into these worship centers, and we have worship centers today that look like malls and university campuses. When we walk in these churches and we grab a cup of coffee or a hot latte and we walk into a worship center and we've got lights and smoke and worship and the 
I mean, it's great. And we've got the presence of the Lord, and we've got some of the best teaching going on all over the nation. And we walk out of those doors into a world that doesn't know him for many of them. How in the world do we do that? Let me, let me, let me say it this way. When you get up in the morning and you walk out to go to your job, do you think, I'm in it, but I'm not of it? How do I operate in this world when it's not my home? When I'm passing through, when I'm not, when, I, when, when, my, when my address is in heaven, but I live here. How do you do that? I want you to go to some scripture. And again, we're not going to be able to get through all of it, but I want to go to some of it. Ooh, where do I begin? Let's go to 1 John. Go to 1 John. 1 John 2. And again, I'm not trying to answer anything today. I'm just trying to make you think about some stuff. 1 John 2. Look at verse 15. Do not love the world, or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he does and what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Do not love the world or the things of the world. How do you do that today? Do, do you like the things of the world? I like some of the stuff of the world, amen? Do, do you like your phone, the internet, the, the, the way you can just go to the internet, Google stuff, have questions, try to find a place, type in an address, boom, turn left, turn right, turn left. I mean, it's great. You ever try to give people directions today and say, look, you got to go west and then go about three blocks and, and, and you go back to the south. There, there's a generation today that's being born that doesn't know north, south, east, west. They just type an address in their phone and start driving. I said, which way are you headed? I don't know. My phone's telling me. They don't know, man. You want to really confuse kids today? Walk into elementary school and tell kids to rotate, to line up in a circle and, and move counterclockwise. That's chaos, man. They're, they don't even know which way to go. They don't know which way to go. I love the things of the world. I love the convenience. I love pulling up in my Jeep, pushing a button. My garage door opens. It's raining, and I pull in, and I push the button, and it shuts down. I am not even wet. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's a gorgeous thing. But can I tell you something? If we're not real careful, we'll get so sucked in that our light, mm, not real bright. We'll get so, so caught up in the world that what I find and what I'm seeing is that believers are more frustrated by the gadgets and benefits and conveniences of the world. They get more frustrated over that that doesn't work then over finding their Bible and having time to spend with the Father. It's okay if I can't find my Bible, but my garage door better open 
Dadgummit, my sprinkler didn't come on last night. Now I got to water it with a water hose. Well, bless your heart. I mean, is that not, do we not live in that world? We live in that world. And we are called to be different and make a difference and stick out. Look at Matthew's gospel. Go to Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. How about I throw you a curveball? Let's go to Matthew 6 first. I want you to see something. Matthew 6. This is a page over. Page over. Look at verse 19. Matthew 6, 19. Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Look at 24. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Look back at Matthew's gospel. Matthew chapter 5, look at verse 13. You are, you are, child of God. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bow. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill. Listen to me. Don't put your light out there and put a bow on it. Put your light out there and let it shine for men and women out there. Listen to me. You're either gathering people for the kingdom or you're scattering people away from the kingdom. What are you doing? What are you doing? By your conversations, by your attitude, by your demeanor, by your love for the world, by your forgiveness of others, You're either gathering or you're scattering. We are the only gospel most people will ever, ever read. We are. What is? What are our lives saying in a world that is a mess? Let me say this before we wrap all this up. We are living in a world today where I believe in the coming days, weeks, and months. And I'm not, I'm not doing an end time deal. Not, I'm not trying to say that. But here's what I am saying. There's coming a day in the next days, weeks, months, and years where the rubber is about to hit the road. 
where honk if you love Jesus is not enough, where the T-shirt is not going to get it done, where the little igfus on the back of your car doesn't mean squat to this world. My friend, there's going to be a day coming where those who are redeemed and born again are going to be commanded and demanded to sit out there in this world and stand out and look different and look like Lot and look like salt and be like Jesus. There's no more secret agent Christians. I don't want anybody to know my Christianity, my walk with God is a private thing. It's none of their business. Oh, I'm sorry. But I believe when Jesus called the disciples to be followers, he called them publicly. Listen to me. The church today, we talked about this a year or two ago. The fans of Jesus, mm -mm, no more. Today, the followers of Christ are going to have to toe the line. They're going to have to stand up, and they're going to have to be accounted for. My friends, let me say something to you. All over this world today, there are believers, even as we speak and sit in here, and some are cold and some are hot and some are just right. But here's the deal. While we sit here, there are born-again children of the king, Christians, who are having people walk up to them and say, do you know Jesus? Is he your savior? Yes. There are those who profess Christ who are being tied on a pole with a rope with a fire under them and left to burn right there. And my friends, let me tell you, that is coming to this nation. It's coming here. Do not think we can build a wall to keep that out. There is a day and a time that the believers of the church of Jesus Christ, the ones that are born again child of the king, we're going to have to stand up and be different and be accounted for. And I'm telling you right now, it's gonna, we're going to have, we're going to have to man up if we love Jesus. We, this, this weak knees, weak cheese, mangy pansy stuff is not going to get it done anymore. This world today is demanding that. And I'm telling you, the church has got to rise up. The little church and the big church got to rise together. And I'm telling you right now, we are living in a day of time that the real Believers of Jesus Christ have got to stand up. We live in it, but we're not called to be of it, man. We're not. I want to leave you one thing, and then we're out of here. This was shared this weekend, and I think it fits beautiful for us today, and I want you to listen to it. This is in John's Gospel, John chapter 1. I want you to look at verse 6. This is us today. This is us September 13th, 2015, in this world. This is us today. This is what the word says. There came a man, and you can put woman there if you want to. There came a man or a woman who was sent from God, whose name was John. Listen to me. There's a man called by God. Sent by God, whose name is Jeff. Put your name there. There was a man, or a woman, sent by God, whose name is Gary, Daryl, 
Bobby, Wade, Ella, Brad. That, that's it today. We are called and sent by God. And listen to me. He knows our name. There, I'm telling you, when you're sent by God, you're, you're an absolute laser. You know why you're here. You've been sent by God to be light and salt in this dark world. Let me ask you a question, and we're done. Are you fulfilling your God-given purpose today? Are you? Are you? Are you blending in? It is not a time to be camouflaged, my friend. It is a time to stick out. Not by what you do, but because of who you are. My friends, listen to me. We're called to be in it, but we are not called to be of it. We're not called to be of this world, but we are called to be different in this world. This morning, as we move to a time of invitation, there'll be people down here. Their sole purpose down here, standing down here, is to pray for you. You say, well, I don't need prayer. I'll pray for myself. <laughs> Listen to me. Agreement with a brother or sister in Christ and allowing someone to partner with you and cover you in prayer is the most beautiful thing you can ever have done for you. So if you're facing something this week, maybe surgery, a loved one facing surgery, you've got some struggles at home, it, it, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't go solo. Come and let us pray over you. This altar is open for you. You, you, you. you may be wrestling with some of the questions this morning. I'm in it, but, but, but I'm not of it. God, I want to stand out. I don't want to be camouflaged. I want to be different today. Maybe you need to come this morning. I'll be here if you need to... You need me for anything. Join the church, anything. But I'm going to ask you after we pray to stand. And if you need to come this morning, you come. Let me pray for you. Father, this morning, during this invitation time, God, we just raised a lot of questions today. We didn't, we didn't answer anything. They will look at that in the coming days. But God, you called us to be in it, but not of it. We are men and women. Sent by God, whose name is. Father, move us now. Prepare us now. For we love you. God, on the other side of obedience is always blessing. May we be obedient today so that you might bless us. In Christ's name, amen.